Turn to M3 and Karen B for this week's episode of Comply on the Fly. You'll get quick and timely answers to the most common employee benefits compliance questions so you and your business can keep moving ahead. Please note this podcast and the contents herein do not constitute legal advice. Please seek the advice of counsel for any benefit compliance related implementation, guidance, or strategy. Hello, everyone. I'm Karen B. And the Comply on the Fly question of the week is, What are the HIPAA non-discrimination rules and how do I apply them to my plans? Non-discrimination rules can be confusing because there are non-discrimination rules that apply in the taxation context and rules that don't. HIPAA non-discrimination rules are not related to taxation. They are, of course, found in the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. And although everyone thinks of HIPAA as governing health information privacy, which it absolutely does, this provision of HIPAA essentially protects health plan participants from being discriminated against based on their health status. Stated another way, the key concept of HIPAA non-discrimination is that group health plans, or GHPs, must not discriminate with regard to eligibility and benefits premiums or contributions based on a health status-related factor. What does this mean? For purposes of eligibility rules, premiums, or contributions, plan sponsors cannot charge higher premiums or contributions based on health status, cannot base different contribution levels for different groups of employees based on health status, but we'll come back to that in a minute, or they cannot base eligibility on an active at work or continuous service provision, meaning you cannot exclude coverage for a person who is absent due to a health status factor. Now, we said no different contribution levels for different groups, but there is a caveat and also some considerations to that. Plan sponsors are allowed to vary benefit restrictions, meaning deductibles, copayments, and coinsurance. If those restrictions apply to all similarly situated individuals, but plans may not have limits that are aimed at individuals. In addition, different benefits and contribution requirements may be provided to different groups of similarly situated employees if they are based on bona fide employment classifications, such as full-time versus part-time, or occupation or location. Again, the real issue here is whether a plan discriminates based on an individual's health status versus generic employment classifications. I want you to have two considerations in mind, however. First of all, wellness programs. Of course, wellness programs are based on a health outcome and on their face discriminate based on health status. However, there are rules for wellness programs to follow in order to avoid HIPAA non-discrimination issues. And a plan sponsor may satisfy HIPAA non-discrimination, but must also consider other non-discrimination requirements under Section 125, which applies if you allow pre-tax premiums or benefits, and Section 105H if you are self-funded. Both essentially prohibit you the plan sponsor, from favoring highly compensated individuals. 
These tax rules must be kept in mind anytime a plan sponsor wants to offer different benefits, different plans, different contributions or cost sharing to different groups of people. And that is your comply on the fly question of the week. Thanks for tuning in. What's on your mind? If you have a pressing compliance question, send it to askkarenb at m3ins.com. We'll do our best to cover it in an upcoming episode. You can now follow and subscribe to Comply on the Fly on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to tune in next week and encourage others to join us.